And we could create a whole world in the mind of the listener simply by using sound effects. Ron Wolfley. Thud, 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 thud. <laughs> Boomerang. Boom. Luke Lipinski. Huh. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Well, that first hour was a whirlwind. Hour number two of the show, live from the Auction Community Studios. It is Wolf and Luke. I don't know what you're talking about, Luke. Well, we got I mean, to... It was live radio. We got to hear the press conference with Jonathan Gannon. We got to talk to Jonathan Gannon. He already told us no fullback, probably. We'll do it live. Uh, but <laughs> I tell you, one of the things, and we can go in a few different directions here, one of the things that um, when we just talked to him just now... I wanted to ask him about adaptability because it was it was such a prevalent thing in his uh, in his, his press conference and, and the quote the game adapts which I know is something that honestly you have been saying for a while and blending the old with the new that's sort of what I heard when he said that so it's funny when I asked him about it the anecdote he gave was there's not really a more empty feeling than sitting in a meeting talking about what you're going to do thinking we're probably going to lose because of this then going out there and losing because of it <laughs> that was that was a great question by you and an even better answer, great answer by Jonathan yeah. Gannon, no doubt about that. Um, yeah, I did geek out a little bit when he talked about adaptability and being adaptable. The game changes. That's what he's talking about. The game changes and adapts. Schemes change. And when he said, we're going to be whatever we basically need to be. And, and to me, that's something that I love because that's what he's talking about. He's talking about being adaptable. He's talking about not being married to one scheme, one way to actually beat somebody. This is a philosophy, although it's a new spin, I would say, on a philosophy that I have been around my whole life in terms of a football philosophy. And so much of it is because of some of the coaches that believe that to be whatever you need to be in order to beat your opponent. Don't be married to a scheme. Adjust. Be adaptable. That was the very first thing he mentioned in the four things that he had that shared vision of what they were going to be. Well, and he's going to find, because he brought this up in his answer, too, about when he said that in Philadelphia, that they were ready to just, like, lose their minds. This isn't Philadelphia. Now, I will say this, and we have seen it especially over the last 12 months. This Cardinals fan base is hungry, and they were frustrated last year. And I hope that it's it's what everybody's been saying for the last couple days. Whether this was your initial hope that they would get this guy or somebody else, let's give him a chance and let's see what he can do. But, I mean, this is it's not Philadelphia, and I think in a lot of ways that's a good thing. No offense to Philly. Philly's a little bit of an acquired taste. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just a different atmosphere he is walking into. Now, one of the things he, he talked about during his press conference, too, was what sort of player he's looking for as they build this team. Which, that's, you know, I know Monty and, and Michael have heard me say this multiple times. Everything, everybody that we bring in here or that is here or that will be a Cardinal will have elite football character because you will not hit your ceiling if you don't have that. And what I mean by that is is you have to be team first. And that's how we're going to build this team. That is something that has been brought up a lot in the last five weeks. I know on this show, I'm sure on other shows as well, and even during the season, 
What sort of players are you going to bring in? How many times have you said this? You, specifically, Wolf, talking about the Lions and how they sort of decided, okay, we're going to only bring in this type of player. That's yeah. our filter before we even bring anybody in the doors of the training facility. Yeah, that was a geek out moment right there for me personally. I geeked out a little bit just listening to him say that. Elite football character. We're, we're not going to bring anyone in here. His reasoning behind it is 100% as well. The fact that you're not going to reach your ceiling ever. You're not going to be able to do that unless you have that elite football character. I love that right there. More on this, of course, as the show unfolds. Yeah, we got a lot of this. We're going to react to uh, Innings Festival's back, the two-day music festival featuring Green Day, Eddie Vedder, Weezer, The Offspring, and so much more. Returns to Tempe Beach Park February 25th and 26th. Head to the contest page on ArizonaSports.com for complete details and your chance to win those tickets. Like I said, lots more uh, football reaction to the Jonathan Gannon introduction, but it is also a huge day for the Phoenix Sons. Kevin Durant's going to speak in less than three hours. What do you want to hear from KD when he hits the podium? That's next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Oh, there's some big basketball news today, too, Wolf. We're going to... We're getting spoiled with this, where there's just big news every hour, it feels like, right now. Are you going to remember February 16th, 2023? That is the question we ask. Yeah. Hit the post. I don't, I don't know how you don't. If you're a Valley sports fan, you got your new head coach for the Cardinals introduced this morning, and Kevin Durant will be introduced formally this afternoon at 2 o'clock. Um, we'll carry that here for you live as well on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. But this is going to be cool, Wolf, to hear KD talk. Now, again, as I said before, we had the Jonathan Gannon introductory press conference. The introductory press conference to Jonathan Gannon was like, all right, who is this guy? Like, let's find out who he is, right? We all know who Kevin Durant is. But it is. There's a different vibe now seeing him introduced as a member of the Phoenix Suns. And... um what do you not want to hear or hear from him? Because there's one thing I don't want to hear. What? Seriously? Yes, You're going to start with a negative? No, you can actually no, go with that? I, well, there's a lot I want to okay, hear. Okay. Uh, what would you like to hear him say, Basinonians? What would you like to hear Kevin Durant say at his presser today? That is a good place to start right there. The, the one thing I don't want to hear him say is, oh, I'm here for all of it. Okay? <laughs> the kids are saying this all the time. That's now. what you, you don't want to hear. Right just don't, oh, I'm, I'm for all of it. Just <laughs> Just knock it off, okay? I don't want to hear him say that. I don't want to hear him use any, you know, cool, crunk terminology. I'm here for all of it. No. I want to hear him say I'm here to win a championship. That's what I want to hear him say. Do you think he's going to say that? I, I think he's going to well, say Well, you've that. touched on what I, I don't want to hear. Right. I, I don't want to hear... And I won't hear this. This is not Kevin Durant. I don't want to hear, oh, we're going to win this year and next year and the year after. No, just go out there. Just be KD. That's what I want to hear. I just want to hear Kevin Durant be Kevin Durant. I think anybody that follows basketball closely has heard Kevin Durant speak before. He's not the most outspoken guy in the sense that he's constantly in front of a camera talking. But if you've heard him speak, he he talks like a guy that played in the league in the 90s and is like a is, is still studying the game. That's how Kevin Durant talks sometimes. So, I don't think you have to worry about any what did you call it? 
Yeah, yeah crunkism okay. going on right now. Yes, Some young worried. crunk. You know, I'm here for all of it. No, he's not. You know, are you he's really? not going to speak an emoji, I can yeah, tell you that. There's some yeah, some young kids out there playing football. I'm here for all of it right now. Are you really? Kids, get ready. You're getting ready to get buzzed. Now I kind of hope Katie says he's here for all of it. No, okay, look, yeah, I just, I, 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 I would like to hear his thoughts on the Suns, just in general. You know, he hasn't played on this team. We know how he feels about Devin Booker. We know he knows Chris Paul and has played with him in the Olympics before. Yeah. Uh, but just, uh, I wouldn't mind hearing another just kind of, okay, here it is in 2023. This is not, you know, we've heard him talk about Booker five, six, seven years ago. But, you know, what what made you want to come to Phoenix? I'd love to hear that question asked. We can't ask it because we're here. It's weird. I really don't care. I'm being a little facetious when I'm talking about I'm here for all of it. All right, I really don't care what it is that he says. I just want to know how he says it. I can't wait to hear that, how he actually says it, uh, the genuine excitement in his voice. That That's kind of what I anticipate right now. If, you, if you're Kevin Durant, think about what you just came from. Think about the long and winding road that has been Kevin Durant and his career, of course, after Golden State and Brooklyn and the odyssey of the Brooklyn Nets in his career and now uh, the eject button and he is now a Phoenix Sun and it's not just this year, it's three more years after that right now. Looking at a Devin Booker, looking at Chris Paul, looking at DeAndre Ayton, looking at Monty Williams and James Jones and working with them towards winning a championship. I... I for me, I would imagine this is almost like a rebirth, metaphorically speaking, for Kevin Durant and his career. I want to hear if he's excited. I want to hear if we can hear any excitement or energy in his voice at being here. Because, <laughs> okay, <laughs> this is this is filter right here. Okay, filter. Google it, my young crunks, and you might want to pot it off. Um, <laughs> this is. Uh, I just want to hear the positivity in Kevin Durant as he's up in front of the microphone talking about being here and being a Phoenix Sun <laughs> and um, experiencing that new rebirth. Okay, like a new bar. I wonder where you're we going, go, KD. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm talking about. Can you see the smile in his words that he chooses and how he says them? Will you see a smile on his face? KD's usually pretty close to the vest. Man. I don't this know how, how much talking. you're going to get in this That's press why, conference. That's exactly why I'm saying. Yeah. I wonder if we're going to be able to pick up any. <laughs> Just see if KD is actually just feeling real. Um, I, did I'm you know your voice went that it. high? No, you did no, that? it hurt okay. to actually do it, but hurt to hear it. I, I, I think honestly, I, I, I'm interested to see if we can decipher any type of excitement in his voice yeah. being here it, because he is so. Stoic. If if you hear that, then yeah, that would be that <laughs> that would be very telling because look, we all know he wanted to be here. He's wanted to be here since the summer. Uh, we went through all this in the summer. It, it you know at first it seemed like he only wanted to go to Phoenix, and then it was like okay, could he be talked into going to some other places and maybe? And he does play it close to the vest a lot of the times, unless he's on Twitter, <laughs> which I never have understood why he engages the <laughs> trolls on Twitter, but. 
but it seems to be a hobby of his. But either way, um, yeah, if he comes out there, it's like, man, I can't wait. I've wanted to be here for so long. I've wanted to play with Devin Booker. I'd be on his team. And, and I'd be interested to hear what he has to say about DeAndre Ayton if he gets asked about him. You know, yes. I'm always interested in what, especially like a legend. Like you're talking about a living legend with Kevin Durant that is active in the league and still basically in his prime when you watch him play. Yeah. Uh, what that player's perception is of the Phoenix Suns, and especially because he is now on the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, I, I love the fact you brought that up right there. Um, Kevin Durant and the impact, of course, that he has on DeAndre Ayton, because we already know. We heard DA yesterday talking about, oh my goodness, DA is so fired up. It's, it's, we got KD, man. It's, it just, it, DA sounded like all of us. <laughs> he did. That's one of the reasons why I love the guy. He, he does. He speaks for all of us so much of the time. Time, um, but it was fascinating because the, the the night before, there he is. He's out there competing, and I love the fact Chris Paul walked up to him after Da was going off, having him one of his better games. And the look on Chris Paul's face—I actually talked about yeah. it momentarily. But I loved it because it was good cop, bad cop. Yeah. You had the bad cop walk up first, and Chris Paul, and he was he was really intense on Da. And then you had KD walk up behind him with this huge grin on his face, tapping up DA. It was the, hey, you know, this is the way you got to be. This is the way I envisioned it being that way, where Chris Paul was saying, challenging him. This is the way you've got to be. And then KD was like, yeah, this is the way you are. You know, it was it reminded me of the dynamic that exists inside a locker room and what kind of goodness could come from this dynamic. We, we talked about this off the air briefly yesterday, but Kevin Durant is going to go through some culture shock here when people, when he hears people say, oh, you know, DeAndre Ayton, he's really dragging you guys down. He, he, Kevin Durant's going to be looking around at, at DA like, this guy's your, quote, problem? Yeah. Unquote? Right. I just played with Kyrie. <laughs> You're saying this guy, this young guy who's still finding his way in this league is is your problem? Like there's he's just going to laugh. And and it's what you just said is a great point because now DA is playing with two all-timers in Chris Paul and Kevin Durant. And Booker may very well get there at some point too, but with you, you got to respect how how much Kevin Durant and Chris Paul have done in this league. And he's going to get different perspectives from both of them, in addition to playing with Devin Booker, who is still somehow only like 26 years old, even though it feels like he's been in the league for 15 years. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. We come back. How does Jonathan Gannon plan to fill that coaching staff for the Cardinals? You're going to hear what he had to say next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports. Welcome back to the show, live from the Auction Community Studios. It is Wolf and Luke. It has been a crazy start to the show. We knew it was going to be Wolf, and it's going to be a crazy end of the show and a crazy start to Burns and Gambo uh, this afternoon, too, with Kevin Durant's introductory press conference. Momentous, in a word. We um, February 16th, 2023. Momentous day. I kind of like this new thing where you just say the date. I know. If you could give it's me the day cool. of the week, too, it would really help me out because I've completely checked out, too. If, if the Suns play tonight, it's Sunday, and if not, okay. they don't. 
You want me to read the weather as well? If, yeah, maybe at ready. the top of the bottom of the ever hour. <laughs> Here's Ron Wolfley with the weather. How you doing? Got the rug. Um, I wouldn't be able to keep it together. We should have so, done the interview with Gannon like that, just these voices, just to see how long we could keep it going. He'd have been like, there's oh. no way. Yeah, he'd have yeah. been uh, cut the short not place. coming back. This does not fit into my uh, profile. He was of what pretty I'm for. definitive about the fullback position. Totally. Yeah, he was <laughs> totally indeed. He was totally against it. He was, uh, yeah, he was um, very straightforward. So he must know who the OC is. He must have somebody in mind right now who's the OC and whether or not they're going to bring a fullback in, which we all know you got to be. And if you need to be whatever you need to be to beat somebody, you want to be adaptable? Jonathan, get a fullback. You kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> That's probably a better uh, answer for the office of coordinator, but my vision is no, we're probably not going to. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna, we're gonna, I'll just tell you this. We're going to live out of 11, 12, and 13. <laughs> there you it's go. Pretty he definitive. Was pretty definitive right there. <laughs> 11, 12, and 13. You know what that is, Mason Rings? Of course you do. Now you know what that is. 11 personnel. If you listen to the show for more than eight seconds, you should at least know what 11 and 12 personnel are and be able to do the math. Why would you say that? Because I a, say a, that. No, a just lot? occasionally okay. it gets brought up on the show. I'm not going to say who brings it up. All right, I'm just going to say see. it gets brought up. Were you happy to hear him say 12, though, at least? Uh, I was. He wasn't just wearing 11, 13. 10, and 11. He threw 13. Okay, 13. One back three tight ends, ladies and gentlemen. I think they, they probably told him when he went on the phone, they're like, you're going to be talking to Wolf, so could you just throw in some sort of reference to I 13 know. personnel? Just, just 21 to... personnel. Could you just go with 21? <laughs> just one time just say Just one it. time. We might even look at 21 personnel. Okay, where, where did you want to go What did Kenny Dillingham say when we had him on last week? He said 23, <laughs> didn't he? He did. Oh, 32. Oh, he said 32. As a matter of fact, that was, which is jumbo personnel, of course. Three tight ends, two backs. Uh, this is Jonathan Gannon today asked about his plan at offensive coordinator because obviously right now that's where everybody's focus is. Yeah, that's step one. We're, we're starting to look at some different candidates and uh, looking at interviewing some people here in the next 48 hours. And uh, But I have a very specific vision of how I want to play on offense. And the person that comes in here to run the offense is going to understand that everything that we do will be structured around the quarterback position to maximize his skill set. And we have an elite one. We also have some elite players at different positions already on the roster that I'm very excited to work with. And uh, that's what we're going to do. Okay, that tells me right there um, if, in fact, he is saying exactly everything that um, he is, that means here it comes. It's going to be the Eagles offense. Jalen Hurts, the same kind of skill set that Jalen Hurts has applies to Kyler Murray. It's going to be shotgun. It's going to be pistol from time to time. Rarely will you see him under center. Again, I'm not saying this is it, but if you're to believe what Jonathan's saying right now, you're going to see shotgun. The Philadelphia Eagles, nobody actually had their quarterback in the shotgun more than the Eagles. Well, he did say to us when we were talking to him about Kyler that, because remember, they they, they played the Cardinals in week five, and Kyler was still playing at that point. And he did say there are similarities between him and Jalen Hurts, but they're not identical. And, and he did say that basically that was his plan with the offense. It's it's not going to be the Eagles' offense, but it's going to be similar. So we'll see. I mean, I'm sure a lot of this is still sort of up in the air, too, as, they, as they piece it all together. Now, this yes. is uh, Mary Kay Cabot from Bickley and Murata this morning talking about Drew Petzing, who is a name I think most people hadn't heard around here until Monday. 
partially because of Mary Kay Cabot's tweet that he would most likely be the offensive coordinator for Jonathan Gannon. Now, he is not. Nobody is like been named the offensive coordinator but listen <laughs> listen to how she talks about him okay Drew Petzing, what you'll find in Drew is that he is, first of all, really funny. I mean, he is just a funny guy. He's personable. These are guys that, that players are going to want to coach, to play for. Uh, you know, I, I think that Kyler Murray will identify with Drew Petzing also from a size standpoint. They're both really kind of small. But Drew is just, he's very, very funny. I mean, he's funny. He's personable. I think that, I think that Kyler will like his personality. I think they'll connect. Uh, and I think Drew will be really good at his job. Now you got to remember this about Drew. He's he's not affiliated with the Eagles. He's affiliated with the Browns, right? He's the Browns quarterback's coach this year. And uh, Mary Kay Cabot covers the Browns. So that is... That's not unheard of that nobody expects Jonathan Gannon to just take everybody from the Eagles because I'm sure Shane Steichen's trying to do that too right now. But um, this is a guy that he has a long time connection with, and this might be your offensive coordinator. Might be your offensive coordinator right, right there. Yeah, it seems as though Mary Kay Cabot believes that it's going to be. When I first heard that interview, I, w- I ran over to my phone like, did I miss them hiring him the way she was talking about him? <laughs> Yeah, it seems like Mary Kay Cabot is all over this, and she has been an excellent reporter. Um, so, yeah, I, I would not be surprised if, in fact, it was Drew Petzing I got that one. gets the job. And I kind of like it because just knowing that he, he's in an offense that uses a lot of different positions for the quarterback. That's what I like. Uh, here's a little bit more from Mary Kay Cabot on Drew Petzing. He really is. I know that Kevin Stefanski valued him very, very highly, but in Cleveland, there you know there just wasn't a pathway to offensive coordinator or play calling for him. Kevin Stefanski is calling the plays in Cleveland, and then offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt you know, would probably be next in line for that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. job. So, you know, it was time for Drew Petzing to move on if he wanted to have more responsibility with an offense. Um, but again, John Gannon, you know, when we talked, he talked a lot about, you know, just knowing, how, you know, character and intangibles and working with people and, you know, football acumen, intelligence, all those kinds of things, but not necessarily previous experience calling your side of the ball. Now, Gannon also said in his press conference, too, when he was asked about, you know, the, when are you going to start working on offensive and defensive coordinators, he made it sound like this is coming quick. Like he, he said the next 48 hours are big. So maybe he already has, I'm sure he has, hopefully already has some guys in mind for the jobs, but uh, it doesn't sound like we're going to have to wait that long to know who these guys are. Yeah, that's going to be job one right now is getting this staff rounded out and you draw on many, many different sources to get that done. So we're going to have to see where he goes. Um, the coordinators are first, of course, offense and defensive coordinator, special teams coordinator as well, and then you start rounding it out with position coaches. But, um, boy, this is step one. The the press conference, and I'll guarantee you there have been a lot of phone calls already, but this is step one in the process. All right, you want to get crazy? Let's get crazy when we come back. I'm assuming everybody saw what Mikel Bridges did last night, but... Uh... If not, we'll tell you next, and we're going to react to it next because I think we're just going to have mixed emotions about the Brooklyn Nets for a while. That's next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. 
Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. We might need to just start playing Bittersweet Symphony every time we talk about Mikel Bridges. You know that song? No. Okay, well, somebody out there driving around knows that song. Bittersweet Symphony? Yeah. Okay. It's like late 90s, I would say. Okay. Late-ish 90s. I don't know if it was who, the Verve or the Verve. There was like oh. three bands that all sounded okay. the same. Their yeah, names and everything. Right, but there was, uh, yeah, anyway. Apparently, they kind stole like from the Rolling Day. Stones. Yes, <laughs> yes. It was in the Green Day era. Uh, Mikel Bridges... <sighs> 45 points last night for 45. Brooklyn. Wolf, let's just start there. In a win over the Miami Heat, um, quality caliber victory right there by the Brooklyn Nets. Mm-hmm. And 45 points, as Luke said, for Mikael Bridges. <laughs> Here's the highlights. Bridges is open. Bridges. I'm for O'Neal. Shot clock winding down. Bridges beats the buzzer. Michelle Bridges. Major elevation. For Brooklyn Bridges. Did you hear the nickname? They've Brooklyn already Bridges. got. <laughs> it is a pretty good nickname. Oh, that it's, that's not bad at all. No, yeah, you I got to follow eyes. that up though because they were so proud of themselves that you know they had the image up there. I'm looking at the screenshot right now. Brooklyn Bridges, 45.17 of 24. Bleacher Report tweeted it out. Okay, Jalen Brunson quote tweeted it and said. Should we tell them your real nickname, Mikel? And then added him. And obviously, those two are college teammates. To which Mikel replied. Uh, Basically, no, I can't really read what he yes. said. Yes, okay. Um, but, uh, That's mysterious. So now I want to know what his real nickname was in the locker room from Jalen Brunson. But yeah, look, uh, they love Mikael Bridges in Brooklyn. Well, they you know what, Brooklyn, it. get in line. Yeah, they love it right there. Um, he ripped it up last night. He really did. Um I don't think Mikael Bridges is coming back to Phoenix in 2026. There's a bold prediction. You, for you right just there. be quiet. I, I know. I, I just this guy um, has been developing. He's been getting better since the day he showed up. Would you agree with that, Luke? Of course. Yes. And that's that's where I think people that weren't Suns fans, they kind of all looked at the city last week and they're like, you got Kevin Durant. Why are you so caught up in this Mikel Bridges character? Well, the thing is, he, yes, fan favorite. Yes, lemonade stand with uh, with Cam Johnson last year. The Twins, all of that. The the in some ways the the likability of this team over the last couple of years. He also might be great. <laughs> I mean, I, I will keep going back to when Brian Windhorst was on with us during the playoffs last year, and he went off in that game against the Pelicans. And Brian Windhorst was like, um, "If he's going to score like that, you have one of the best players in the league on your team." Because he, it's just a given he's going to be a lockdown defender night in and night out. Now, look, let's let's be fair. The um, the three games with Brooklyn, his his first one against Philadelphia, he had twenty three points. His second one against the Knicks, he had seven points. Yeah. But the thing is with Mikel, when he, even if he doesn't score, you know he's impacting the game. But then he put up 45 last night. 45. Just stop it, Mikel. You don't accidentally drop 45. I just, you already touched on this briefly right there, but imagine this space in Orleans. Imagine having a lockdown defender. A lockdown defender, like we know that he is, who can shoot the three consistently well, who puts the ball on the floor and can take it to the hole. 
who gets to the line, as a matter of fact, he was 7 of 7 last night, Mm -hmm. who can get to the line, of course. And now, of course, as we saw here in Phoenix, before he came back, a player that can actually close a game out before Devin Booker came back. Well, and a player that's going to play every game. That's not an exaggeration. He's going to play literally every game. A player that was scoring in ways we hadn't seen him score in the weeks leading up to that trade. You know, I'll, I, I can read the Kendrick Perkins tweet if you want me to, if everybody hasn't seen it, because it's so ridiculous. Um, <laughs> dear, I'm just going to read it instead of, like, giving veiled references to it. (laughs) Perkins tweeted out last night, it's a difference between playing the right way and waiting your turn and being held back. Mikel Bridges with a smooth 45-piece wing dinner. That sounds good. Eight biscuits, five apple pies. Phoenix was in the damn way. Carry on. Carry on. Oh, come on. Um, That... And I like Perk, but that to me sounds like somebody that just watched Mikel Bridges play for the first time last night. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I, I agree with that assessment right there. I really don't care. Um, this is a guy who's always available. He, he's he's never hurt. Literally, he's he's like never hurt. He's Stop a cyborg. Think about that. Uh, I shouldn't say that. He's never injured. Yeah, even if he is, he's, he's played through it. Yes, hurt is something you can play through. Injured, of course, means you are going to be missing games. He's never injured. Um, And he plays the game as hard as you could possibly imagine a human being playing the game on both ends of the floor with a smile on his face. (laughs) This guy, you got it. He sounds like a young KD, only better on the defensive end of the floor. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Okay. Here's Kellen Olson just tweeted this out from uh, practice today. By the way, Kellen Olson just tweeted to me and says, I know that song, Bittersweet Symphony. Bittersweet so there you go. Symphony. See, there you go. Of the three of us, two right, of us Keller. know the song. Yeah, I know it's, it's not, uh, yeah, it's not it's grunge. Not so, yes. All right. It is your it is what? Well, it's in the late nineties? No, no, it isn't. Late You've 90s. never heard any music from the late nineties? Um, no. You're always in here fact, quoting Taylor Swift all you know, the time. You no. know exactly what happened. The grunge era did not happen in the late nineties. I know, but still, it was there was still music after that. It, yeah, but it was weird music. <laughs> I'm not saying this is a good it's song. A, I'm saying it's fitting for okay, what we're all right. experiencing. Late eighties, early nineties. That's where it is. Like. Anyway, uh, Kellen tweeted out uh, this on the night of the KD trade campaign. Said he was talking with Mikel bridges till 5 30 in the morning quote shock heart drop type of feeling but i know how it is he's perfectly fine i guarantee you that unquote but still we keep hearing stories like this and it's like all right look brooklyn you got to have mikhail for a week that's great we haven't got to see kevin durant play yet so we get mikhail back now right this is how this works we get to keep kd but you got to rent mikhail for a week and certainly i don't want to hear well you know phoenix the suns were in his way the Suns were in his way. Seriously? I just we're just in the NBA Finals two years ago. <laughs> no, I, I I know, and I, I think Mikel Bridges would totally disagree would. with that assessment. I feel confident in that, right there. But this guy is an incredible player. It's one of the reasons why we all were sad to see Mikel Bridges go. And to your point, I think you've said this many many times, and I would agree with you right now. But Mikel Bridges is going to go down as one of the Suns' most favorite beloved players in history. It's going to be one of those things where if you were a fan of this team at this time, you're going to be telling people in 20 years, you know, we're still going to hear it. Oh, yeah, Mikel Bridges. You know, when they have those questions, you know, who's your all-time favorite son? It can't be Devin Booker or Steve Nash or whatever. Oh, Mikel Bridges. You're going to have to tell people that become fans in the next five years or the next year when Kevin Durant takes off uh, and this team takes off around him. 
how much you liked Mikel Bridges because right, I mean, unless he comes back, he only played for four years. There's a lot of people right now that would say Sean Marion. Right, Sean Marion yeah. is still wildly popular here among Suns fans. Kind of a similar player. He, only, only I would say, I would say that. Oh boy, this is going to. All right, here we go. Oh boy, this is going to get Twitter all. Let me let me distance right myself now, from whatever you're about to say. Can I just say I would say Mikael Bridges? I think is actually a better player. Than John. Oh, I don't think that's going to make people angry at you right now. Uh, I, because Mikel's ceiling is still unknown. Yeah, well, I think, too, Mikel can actually, he's a guy that could put it on the floor and take it to the rack. I know that uh, Marion was a great finisher, um, but I would say the Suns were a lot more up-tempo back then. And they were, they were out running a lot more, of course, seven seconds or less. Here, here's 11 seconds of Mikel Bridges talking because I know a good chunk of the fan base just needs, needs to hear him. Man, just being aggressive. My teammates found me. Um, they trusted me. My coaches trusted me. But um, just getting stops and getting out in transition and just just feeling it. You know, my teammates looked out for me, so I wouldn't have been possible without them. Okay, so here's the thing, everybody. Just remember. You got Kevin Durant. Yeah. I know it doesn't feel like it yet. It's going to start feeling like it a lot more at 2 o'clock today. right. Yep. Yes, you gave up Mikel Bridges, but you did get Kevin Durant. Uh, All right, when we come back, well, the second half of the show already, we'll take you through the top stories of the day. Today's especially busy. With Wolf and Down Your Lunch, it's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.